Welcome to Digital Mental Health Conversations, the podcast by SilverCloud Health. This seventh podcast in a series is about treating complex patients with digital therapy. So let me introduce today's guest. We are joined by Dr. Miriam Grover, Principal Cognitive Psychotherapist and Safeguarding Adults Manager for the Specialist Psychotherapy Service in City and Hackney, London. And before we get started, let me give a little background to Miriam. She is a psychotherapist and EMDR practitioner with over 20 years psychotherapy experience in the NHS. Miriam's highly trained and experienced in schema therapy, CBT, EMDR, narrative exposure therapy and motivational interviewing. Miriam is currently working in collaboration with SilverCloud Health in the development of an online CBT module for PTSD. She's also helping with the development of online CBT programs that work flexibly to meet the needs of people with complex needs and comorbid mental health problems. Welcome, Miriam. Firstly, welcome to the podcast today, Miriam. It's absolutely lovely to kind of have you. And, you know, obviously I've given a little bit of a uh, brief background uh, on, on yourself, but it'd be lovely kind of to hear, you know, and, and briefly for you to describe your role and your service um, and tell us a little bit more detail about that. So um, my role is, my, my job title is I am a principal cognitive psychotherapist and I work for the Specialist Psychotherapy Service in East London Foundation Trust. Um, I am one of the leads of one of the specialities within my department, which broadly comes under the umbrella of cognitive therapies and includes cognitive behavioural therapies, cognitive analytic therapies, a very small amount of schema therapy, and just happens to also include EMDR as well. Um, My role within the team is that I lead the team. So um, I have some clinical responsibilities. Um, I manage my own caseload um, and uh, I manage the team as well. So I provide uh, the supervision for some of the staff, the managerial supervision. And part of my role as well is... um, in terms of developments and innovations. So is to think about what's happening in the therapy world in relation to cognitive therapies and to see how we might be able to bring those things, those ideas uh, to the population of Hackney. Um, We serve uh, the population of City and Hackney um, in my particular service. And Um, the people who tend to seek treatment within our service tend to be people who have quite complex mental health needs. Um, Quite often they may uh, have um, had uh, their their problems for quite a long period of time. So there's quite a lot of crinity. Sometimes people have multiple mental health problems and quite often the people who seek treatment in our service deal with uh, risk uh, to themselves um, uh, as as part of of the features of the difficulties that they're dealing with. Thank you very much for for that really comprehensive kind of overview. So obviously there's there's lots of kind of media and lots of kind of discussion around the the impact of COVID on on mental health. Mm but perhaps less so with people with more complex pre-existing mental health challenges. So it'd be really nice just to understand how your service and some of the clients that you work with have been impacted by COVID, because I think this is kind of a group that perhaps hasn't had, for me, the kind of the focus and the spotlight as much as other kind of groups of people. 
Yes. Um, in terms of, of numbers of people seeking our service, because we're based in secondary care, um, I think that, that that is likely to affect us somewhat down the line um, uh, at a slightly later date than perhaps primary care services and IAT services. Um, we're yet to really see the impact in terms of numbers of referrals. What we have been seeing in secondary care is because often people have multiple mental health needs and, and often also physical health problems, we've seen a lot of increase in people's levels of anxiety um, uh, in relation to the, the virus itself, going out, worrying about family members. We've seen increases in generalised anxiety, obsessive compulsive problems that may or may not have been a feature of their uh, the mental health problem that they're seeking treatment for. And we're also seeing the impact of isolation on people. People are feeling very, very isolated. And often that's just compounding their mental health problems. Okay, that, that, that's really interesting in terms of obviously the number of the referrals, but a, a different side of an impact in terms of kind of that isolation, uh, etc. Um, and how has that been, how has kind of COVID impacted your service delivery, the care of those individuals providing that therapy? How has kind of the, the pandemic over the last 10 months, how have things been impacted in terms of that? A significant impact has been the physical building that we operate in. Um, in order to be COVID secure, um, we've had to reduce the footfall in the building really very radically. Um, and we are a very busy department in a very busy area of London. So it has meant that we've had to think, you know, very quickly and very broadly about what what, what can we do to meet people's needs Um you know, as, as as soon as we possibly can, um, because our capacity to do work with people in person, directly face to face, is currently very limited. And also, we're in the second lockdown now. Um, that that um, you know, who knows how many lockdown periods there may be. Uh, it, 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 it's kind of very difficult to anticipate that. So what what we've had to do is. Um, is really adapt to these changes in the way that we're working as clinicians and and request that of our service users as well. We've made quite a lot of changes in how our treatment is delivered. Um, One of the things that we wanted to do is to make sure we can treat people as, as soon as we possibly can. So what we're doing is offering a lot more group work than we would have done uh, in the past, which is something that our service is is very keen and very passionate about because there is so much to be said for um, connecting people with each other uh, when they they have similar difficulties and they're all feeling very isolated. Um, But it also means that as clinicians, we've had to get very comfortable with using digital platforms. Um, We've had to help our service users get comfortable with using digital platforms. Platforms. We've been developing um, therapies that we're, we're doing online via video screen with people. And um, some of the challenges that we've had is that some people aren't um, digitally connected. And that's been uh, very much a challenge for them. Um, you know, the, the, you know, there, there are people um, who, who are living in, in quite a lot of poverty and don't have have the the computer access that that would be ideal for them so we've been also using personal health budgets to access smartphones for people and um, digital equipment so they can engage in online treatments with us wonderful so, and and so how has 
Um, obviously, we've talked about kind of the use of digital because digital kind of technologies like digital therapy, for example, have traditionally been the mainstay of interventions that say more mild to moderate kind of mm. cases, mild to moderate kind of anxiety and depression, like improving access to psychological therapies, IAP. Yes. Um, less so at more complex end of the spectrum. How have you found that digital therapy and other digital technologies have helped during this pandemic? Yes, it's, it's kind of, it, there was some very fortuitous timing. If you can say anything about this situation, it's fortuitous, which I say kind of um, quite reservedly, is that um, with my service, we, we have been involved with Silver Cloud for a little while, um, particularly in talking about um, new module developments. And the, the timing was interesting because these conversations were happening literally um, at the beginning of the year, the end of last year and the beginning of this year. And our service was really sort of thinking already about whether or not we, we could use silver cloud with this more um with this population with more complex needs um and personally uh, again there's kind of there's some sort of fortuitous kind of experience here i i have been involved with setting up um digital therapies in other services throughout my career and i kind of laughingly can go back 20 years um, to the days when when they were on floppy disks and things like that, um, where um, I, I was working in a tertiary mental health clinic and we had a, a similar situation where somebody had developed this digital platform and we thought, well, you know, we can make lots of assumptions about what people will find useful but they are just our assumptions and that really we should try this and, and see what the service users think, because ultimately that's who we're here to serve. And if they find value in that, then that's an important thing to explore. And that was the, that was the attitude we took. And then COVID hit and it sort of pushed the agenda far more quickly is, is we thought, well, you know, silver cloud, this is a program. Yes, it is designed for people with, um, kind of the more mild to moderate uh, difficulties in, in more of the IAPT services. That isn't to say that some of these materials wouldn't be useful to people. So we, we went in, into this with a, a, a very open mind. You know, the, the, here were the benefits. Here's a, a very tried and tested platform um, in Silver Cloud. Um, let's offer it to people and see what they make of it. It's just kind of with a you know very open mind say, here's something, do you like it? Do you find it useful? Does it does it have a part to play in your treatment? And and that was our attitude. Um, so we offered it to people, uh, they took it up and um we we offered them some limited support while people were using it and then we held some focus groups afterwards because we thought what we really need to hear is was from the people themselves what do they think you know do, is it useful is it helpful do they want this and um i'd say the, the overall message is yes it's not a it's not a replacement for therapy it's, you know for for one to one therapy for people with complex needs and 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 i think therapists don't need to worry that that <laughs> a computer's going to take their job over um but it does have a place people do find it useful it can be a really useful adjunct to their treatment it can be a very useful 
preparation for their treatment. Um, some people may be seeking treatment for some aspects of their mental health problems, and you can use silver cloud modules for the aspects of their difficulties that you won't have time to focus on or they don't want to focus on in their treatment sessions. So you can use it really quite flexibly. That's really interesting because, you know, I often kind of say that we jump to those conclusions and we make those assumptions of our clients. And what we're actually doing is, is kind of projecting our own beliefs and our own thoughts around the use of digital or, or other kind of tools, etc. You know, what, what are some of the, the sort of reservations that people had about kind of the use of digital and have those myths been busted through kind of trialing this out? Uh, reservations on behalf of of um, clinicians, service users, or both? Both, I would say. Okay. Um, to be perfectly honest, um, in in terms of my service, I didn't really hear many reservations from uh, from the team. Um, I think, if anything. Possibly the the main reservation was, oh, I don't think people will use it, um, but we'll give it a go. Um, some service users, I think, were a little bit worried that they might find it difficult to access or that there won't be material that's relevant to their needs or suitable for them, um, I think those kinds of reservations, we have some people with some very complex needs and I think some of them are worried they may get a little bit overwhelmed with the material because there is a lot of material available on Silver Cloud. It is um, certainly in my experience, in my opinion, um, and and I'm not not employed by Silver Cloud at all, but it is a very... um, it, you know, it, it, it's a, you know, it has an awful lot of materials there. It's, it's, you know, it has a very broad spectrum. So, um, again, with the support and with introducing it to the service users, it was very much a case of saying, you know, I hear your concerns. Um, have a look. See what you think. Get in touch if you're having any difficulties. Um, with people with very complex needs who are fearing that they may become overwhelmed, I would say things like, well, pick something that really speaks to you right now about what you need and just focus on that and just don't 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 pay much attention to the other things. So I was working with some people who would focus very much on the relaxation aspects of it or um, the self-esteem aspects of the program. And, and just kind of they were able to kind of filter out the other the other materials um and that's kind of how we how we used it really without you know, without heavy expectations just kind of go along have a go see what you think and i'm guessing that that kind of going into it with that exploratory without kind of those expectations um i'm kind of assuming and guessing that that kind of probably helped in terms of being able to to kind of go into this with an open mind so, so I wonder, have you kind of looked at some of the outcomes then of the use of digital? How has that kind of looked, either kind of formal outcomes or, or kind of more qualitative kind of outcomes? We, we've had a little look at both, to be perfectly honest. And I, I, I have to say as a caveat to this is that this is just over a, a sort of short period of time from um, March of this year to August this year. So it is over a small smaller period of time. But we, we, we found that um, from the number of people that we invited to use the programme, 81% of people invited did use it. 
um, which we were really pleased to see. Um, the, the average number of sessions that, that our service users used was seven. So it was you know, quite a substantial use of that. And I think just a fraction under 50 percent, we, we, we measure our outcomes using um, core 10 predominantly. And about 50 percent of people saw a reduction in their core 10 scores over a period of time, which we thought was was very encouraging. And some of that reduction was quite dramatic and was quite a large range in, redu- in reductions of, of core 10 scores. We had one reduction of, of, of 33 points on the on the core 10 uh, and some that, that were sort of one or two points. But generally, we were kind of, I think, looking at around possibly um, eight or nine point reduction across the core 10. And just for the listeners, in terms of the core 10, is that is that percentage points or absolute points in terms of the scale? It's absolute points. And what's the kind of the maximum, just so that we can kind of, so, so that I can understand this sort of scale, what, what's the, sort of the range in terms of kind of scores? What's the maximum you can score on the core 10? It's 40. A 40, perfect. Sir. I think it's 40 anyway. <laughs> there are 10 questions and I think the maximum score is, oh no, you might have to edit this bit, Lloyd. <laughs> Do you want me um, to check? <laughs> no, it's fine. If it is, we won't include my questions. So it's I'm sure it's 40, I'm just, but it was just like, oh no, there's one of those questions. <laughs> perfect. Um, and, and so um, I guess my kind of final question really is, that sort of you know openness to kind of trying digital in this way both before and during kind of COVID-19 you know lots of lessons learned from this and obviously lots of feedback from users and 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 the team Uh, and I guess from all of that what do you see as the role of digital in the future what would you like to kind of see next? Well certainly in my service I'd like there to to be a continuation of the offer of digital working with people. Um, I think that there is a need for it. And I think that current current circumstances have shown us that a lot of people find that acceptable. And and we often find in our service that even though we are a secondary care service, quite often our service users are in education or training, they are in work. And that sort of that traditional kind of nine to five model can be a, a little bit of a barrier for people to access treatments you know um hackney it can take quite a long time to come from one side of hackney to the other quite often it's not uncommon for people to have to travel for an hour to get to an hour appointment and then travel back for an hour that, that's half of somebody's day you know or half of their working day so i think that there will be an appetite from our service users to continue to offer digital working i, I think we will continue with using silver cloud and I'm working with Silver Cloud in discussing how certain modules might be adapted, not necessarily within their content, but in the way that they're used to appeal to uh, people who might use secondary hair mental health services. So just kind of small adaptations in um, aspects of, of, of how they're offered, how they run, the depth of the material. Um, but I, I'm very interested in, in the use of digital platforms across the board in terms of 
having perhaps blended models of treatment. There, there are some digital platforms that I'm aware of. Um, I'm not sure if I should mention names or whether that be considered advertising, but um, where, where you can, where people can do aspects of their therapy work online and it, it can be drawn into the therapy. And I'm going to be um, um, operating a small pilot project in using a blended treatment model using uh, an online um, platform and one-to-one sessions. I'm also really interested, you know, going further into the future, I'm really excited about how we might be able to use other technologies like like VR in, in treatments with people. I think the future in, in digital is, is really rich and diverse. And I think there's that depth that is really coming. And I think the use of digital really is, is about giving people choice, both yes. in terms of the way it's delivered, but how people want to receive and assimilate and, and kind of process that support and help. So and I think that's kind of the role of digital is just adding an extra layer of choice and control for the actual the, the person that might be seeking help. And I think that's kind of where one of the kind of the benefits of digital. So thank you very much. I think, the, you know, it's been really great to kind of talk about kind of your use of, of, of digital with this particular client group and this kind of obviously very busy service uh, and incredibly important service. So all I'm going to kind of say is, is thank you very much for, for joining us today, Miriam. It's been a real pleasure kind of talking to you. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Lloyd. It's been a real pleasure for me as well. 